Hi, and welcome to the Compassionate Achiever podcast, where you will learn how helping others fuels your success. I'm Tracy Day. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Chris Cook. Hello there. Oh! You know what that is, Tracy? You know is that, that a is? werewolf for the full moon? No. Oh, you know what? We did have that big uh, super we did moon, didn't we? No, 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 no. That, that way, right there are howls of hope. Howls of hope. Okay. Howls of hope. All right. And, oh, yeah. and there we go. That is our topic for today. Hope versus optimism. Yes. So, the how, so tell us the difference for those of us who are a little confused, including myself. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I know the difference between hope and optimism, but um, show us how we can, you know, get some more howls into our uh, atmosphere in these troubled times. What is the difference between hope and optimism? Yes, yeah, psychologists have gone really deep into the difference between um, hope and optimism. And, you know, they believe that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present and that you, all of us, right, have some power to make it so. It differs from optimism, which is the belief that things will work out no matter what you do. So if you think about it, Tracy, and, and Pete, Pete, nice to see you too, dude, um, is, is that hope has strategy and agency, right? That's what hope has. Optimism. You can have an impact on hope, right? Yes. You make it happen. You make the belief that the world and the future is going to be better because you're going to do something. Right. And optimism is based on serendipity and kind of acquiescence. Right. It's this idea that it's just going to happen. It's going to work out no matter what. That's optimism. Right. There's no agency in optimism, but there's agency in hope. And that's what I really like about hope. Right. And that's where the compassionate achiever being a compassionate achiever comes in. Right. Because you have agency. You're the one setting up the achievement. So those are that's the basic difference, Tracy. I love that. Okay, I did not know that. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I need to have some more hope and, and have some more impact on uh, just what is going on in our world lately. I'm trying, I'm normally a very, very positive person. And boy, yesterday, I don't know, there was something, maybe it was that full moon or something. Um, <laughs> my whole house, everybody was just like in, oh, this slump so oh, uh i did you know what find... what you know what that's what pete's there for you can just webex him right <laughs> he just yeah. like cheers you up yeah. exactly but, sorry tracy i interrupted you no but... no no no. so i think that you know getting out and trying to do something to help other people so that's what i did i tried very hard to reach out to some friends that i knew were kind of going through a really tough time and say, what can I do for them? And I think it did help me feel a little better. I mean, it didn't, I'm going to be honest, didn't like, wasn't a snap, <laughs> you know, solution by any means, but so what's some, so what's some ways that we can get some more hope into our future so and not just be optimistic? I want to get to Pete's story with his wife. Cause that's really cool about what the town did for you know him. I'm gonna get to that in a second, but something that we did right in our neighborhood, right here, is that I went to. We have a nurse who lives in the neighborhood, and I saw her husband, and I asked when her next shift started shift off. She was, you know, had a few days off, 
And then we found out at 6.45, she leaves at night for her shift. And so we contacted Ellie, my wife, you know, jumped on on the phone, on the text, right? And got people going out onto their driveways. And Ellie made a sign, nurses rule, you know, as, you know, she was driving. She, by the way, it was really funny. And Ava, if you're listening to this, which I know sometimes you do, this is all about you, girl. Um, <laughs> she was late. So oh, all no. of a sudden, <laughs> one day, right? I see her coming, like flying. I'm like, oh boy, this is oh, going to be interesting. God. And she saw us out there. You could see her white car starting to break, right? Oh. And, you know, the boys out there, we had the dog out there and people further down the road were out there and we were all cheering her. And you could, you can see that it made her day. And I just saw her husband yesterday. I was, um, no, this morning, sorry, walking the dog and he goes, oh, Chris. Thank you so much for doing that. It's just like it brightened up everything. So you're talking about Tracy brightening up, right? It's just that that simple idea when you know someone who's you know a first responder out there. It made all of us because we were all cheering the whole time. Right, because you right? it's infectious, like, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was infectious. That. So and that, you know, that gave her hope, right? Yep. Not just optimism, but some hope that hey, I'm doing this for a good reason and things will hopefully get better and yeah. And people appreciate it. I think that's what one of the things, I mean, I haven't been able to talk to Ava since, but it's that sense of gratitude. You know, when you're doing something, you don't do it because you, you get appreciation for it, but you know, it's funny when you do something and, and you just do it for a long time. And, and then when someone, you know, maybe no one's thanked it, you know, you for it for like several years, but then someone thanks you for, you know, doing it and it's your job. Right. And, and I know a lot of people who are first responders and, you know, um, the, the idea that you do something because it's your job, you don't, you're not asking for thanks, but once you get that, that gratitude, it kind of, so but by also saying thank you, you know, to someone like Ava and the nurses that are out there, and this is a great segue into yeah, into uh, Pete's story, Pete's story, yeah. right. Is that it, it gives you you know, something that you did because you're giving a piece of you when you say thank you, right? Because that means they did something for for you, you know, it, for our community. So Pete, you got to talk, talk about, you know, your wife and, and what happened because your wife's a super, super wonder person, nurse, you know, <laughs> one of those all-time nurse warriors. Yeah. So, and you know, you guys have talked about intrinsic and extrinsic motivations and things over the, over the years. And so, you know, she, like every other nurse I've ever heard of, does things for, you know, intrinsic reasons. She does it because it's the right thing to do and because she can help and, you know. But it is nice to get something, to get some appreciation, like, you know, people standing out in their driveways or whatever. In this case, uh, I saw on, I think it was on Facebook, somewhere on social media, that the Southbury Women's Club was uh, looking for nominations for uh, healthcare workers and first responders. So it was a couple questions about who they are and why they're so special. And uh, uh, we got in the mail uh, a letter that was very nice. And uh, it was called Return the Flavor was the name of the, the campaign. <laughs> oh, and they, they gave out gift cards to local restaurants. And uh, it turns out that the gift cards, all the money for the gift cards that they gave out were donated by people in the town. So everybody comes together to put money in a pile and give it out to people who, who are working really hard to deserve it. So thank you to the Southbury Women's Club. We will be enjoying uh, senior ponchos in the near and future. And so look at how many people that impacted. 
Yeah. Like I'll, that's a hopeful story, right? <laughs> all the people, the howls of hope. Howls of hope. So all those people that donated, they yeah. obviously, I'm sure they didn't do it under duress. They did it because <laughs> they wanted to, hopefully not. Um, and, you know, good for the Southbury Women's Club that they're all trying to do something that they feel like can help others, right? And and you guys were happy because you were the recipients of it. And and it did feel good that, yeah. that you know, she was acknowledged that um, I, I think that's great. That's an awesome story that um, thank you for sharing that. So so what's some other um, ways that we can be hopeful? I mean, so do you think it's good to be hopeful and optimistic or just hopeful? Or just optimistic? Well, I think when you're optimistic and you're just thinking that it's all going to work out, I actually think that can lead to people feeling despair. Because when it doesn't work out, and right? Because let's face it, we, we've had this talk off offline drinking our chocolate milks together about when things don't work out, right? It, mm -hmm. It's the, and if you didn't have any strategy, if you didn't feel like you were an agent of your own change, that's pretty, that, that can get pretty down. I mean, mm -hmm. that you can get into the depths of despair. And I think that's what optimism can sometimes do, because I think if you're just optimistic and you're always, you know, just seeing the, the good, that doesn't get you ready for the turbulent times like now. Mm -hmm. so I think it's building that hope branch. I think having optimism is okay as long as it's not your, you know, lead in, right. in it all. It's not your yeah, main I thread. Think, I think it's good to have both. I think it's good to look at the glass half full, but if you just assume that the glass is going to be half full without any input from you, it can be just it can kind of breed laziness or it you know it doesn't inspire you if you feel like no matter what i do it's going to turn out the way it's going to turn out and hopefully that's going to be good and and i think optimistic people look for that but i love your definition of hope that you can try and make it happen that well, you really the glass you can fill that glass yeah pete that's, did you yeah, that? that's the key this feels very much to me like empathy versus compassion and the way that we mm -hmm. talked about that and how empathy is not necessarily a bad thing, but it may not be the best way to go about it. And so I think we need an, uh, an Emerald Edict for this. <laughs> so we need a way to combine optimism and hope into a new, new thing. thing that, yeah, kind of gets the best of both worlds. And Well, you yeah. know, using... You know, and I talk about this actually you know, in a lot of different places, and even in the book, when I talk about the difference between optimism and hope, it takes uh, Tracy's glass, right? That uh, an optimistic person sees a half full glass, and a pessimistic person sees a half empty glass. A hopeful person sees a refillable glass. Uh, right? So that's a good one. Constantly there you go. refillable. Yeah, that you can actually fill your glass. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's refillable for a hopeful person. It's always refillable. So it's active. It's not, it's not being done yes. to you. You're the one 
making yes. it happen. Yeah. Right. You're you're the one getting up in the morning when you don't want to get up. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the one that's putting on your running sneakers when you don't want to run. Right. And yeah. in that that generates hope and that gets it moving. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's more along those lines. So and to kind of segue from that into our compassionate achievers of the week, um, we were talking about this before the show. And I think people are looking for some hope in these really hard times. So, Chris, what do you um, do you want to talk about our compassionate achievers this? Yeah, because it's a it's you know, it's Pete also brought this up. It is Holy Week uh, that we're recording this. And this idea of the pastors, uh, the ministers that are out there, you know, making us, creating for us this sense of hope, right, of, of that there is something beyond what we're physically experiencing right now. And there's the spiritual side that I think does generate hope. And But it also gets a little bit cloudy because we have some pastors, some ministers around the country who are not doing it remotely, who not, you know, plot, you know, having their, 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 their herds, their, as a shepherd, they're, they're, they're actually physically meeting and you know, having hundreds of people go. And some big churches, like those yeah, mega churches not right. <laughs> are still meeting and they're saying these can become huge hotspots. So, yes, I mean, yes, I think it's good to be um, sharing prayers and, and sermons and whatever it is that you're trying to create that hope and that security in your faith, if you have faith, but yeah, they should not be putting people, having them make the choice, I guess, is the problem that they're saying to the people, well, if you wanna hear this message and you wanna be involved with this, then you have to show up at church, which is so wrong. And I, and so, back to our compassionate achievers. So we're not really leaving those out that are <laughs> that are not abiding by the rules, but um, more kudos certainly to those that are, are going that extra mile and having all of these online services and on Facebook and all these WebEx meetings. And I just uh, was on a call, um, a conference call with World Vision and they did this amazing worldwide prayer call and they had all kinds of people from india from kenya from all over the world um and it was so inspiring it was hopeful so Tracy, yes i just talked to my cousin who lives in canada and you didn't know this but she works now for world vision up in toronto oh, i yeah. love that yeah, she works canada uh, is a huge they have a yep so so I just want, you know, yeah. I just wanted to let you know that you have yeah. one of my family members as part of that. I love that. We'll have to. Yes, I would love to explore that more. So anyway, to our compassionate achievers. Uh, all you ministers. To all those. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for what you're yes, doing. Providing hope, you know. Right. So let's. And, and, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, he was. Pete is is the he I was talking about. You <laughs> <laughs> shall remain nameless. Some type of an emerald edict, and I'm trying to think of one. Listening to you on the fly, Tracy, um, and I'm thinking maybe something like this, Pete. If you have hope, you can cope. 
Oh. Something mm. along those lines, right? Okay. Have okay. Hope, you cope, right? Yes. If you, if you have compassion and hope, the better you can cope. I don't know. Something along, yeah. right? Something along those lines. That's a good one. And uh, if I anybody has any ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, you can email them to us, podcasts at wcsu.edu. You can hit us on social media everywhere at, uh, at Comp Achiever Pod. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you have any ideas for uh, what we can call the, the combination of optimism and hope. Yeah. Or if you have any exactly. if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's something you think we can do better, if there's something you like that we're doing. Or you want to rate us. If you want to rate us and review us on us. Apple. Uh, if you have any Share nominations us. for Compassionate Achiever of the Week, any of that stuff, yeah. please let us know. We are, we're here. Absolutely. No. Yeah. So we're we're going to encourage everybody to go out and get their glass that they can refill on their own, right? And, That's right. Uh, and try and look at it half full when it gets halfway, <laughs> not just half empty. <laughs> <laughs> but try and refill your glass any way you can because you know i think it's it's tough in these times but i think we also have to be compassionate to ourselves not beat ourselves up when we're having a really right. rough day and not be like you know i i read this article about how you know, at the beginning when they were like, okay, you have to self-quarantine. People were like, I'm going to write my book. I'm going to clean every closet. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, accomplish all of these things. And then it's not happening. And and then people are putting more pressure on themselves. Like, why am I not having this happen? Like, so I think we have to, you know, give ourselves a break, try and fill well, our glass. But yeah, yeah, give us, give yourself some hope, right? Give yourself... And one of the ways you can give yourself that hope, and I think hope builds resilience, right? So when you go through tough times, that it may be able to bounce back in a, in a better way. But just as a real simple example, make it the way you build hope is you make little small goals, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have these big, not these monumental, right? like, like clean the, the entire yeah. house, <laughs> <laughs> like clean out every drawer, every everything. Yeah, right, right. Make it small. And those little successes lead to the big successes. But if you don't start little, you don't start with that one nail, you'll never build that, that entire house, right? If you don't, mm -hmm. and this is the way I feel about love and marriage. If you don't say, I love you to your, you know, your spouse, or you, you don't do something for them every day, I don't, it, it doesn't build that secure love, that secure house, that secure marriage, that, that, when when the winds blow, which they inevitably inevitably do, and they were at the start of this podcast, which now now the sun will come out, <laughs> and it's not tomorrow; it's now. It's right? Tomorrow, <laughs> that's right, yeah. and that's building hope, right? And and so it's doing those small little things, and that's how you build hope, and that's how you get through all this, right? Is is not those big grand gestures, right? So yeah. I'm hoping that we gave to you you know various ways that you can unleash the compassionate achiever and howls of hope so that you can unlock success both at home and in your communities thanks everyone thanks everybody the compassionate achiever podcast is a production of wcsu media engineered by peter puccio and produced by scott volpe Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CompAchieverPod. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening. Thank you.